Hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Very Point and Toadcast with me, your host, Cedric, and your other lovely host, Andre. Let me t- just take a sip of my French vanilla fantasy real quick. The one you made when you woke up 12 minutes ago? I'm ready, yes. Where's the banana? You said you'd have a banana. Turns out I did not have bananas in the fridge. I had an orange instead. Oh my god. Aren't you happy to see it? Thank you for listening to the Very Pointed Toadcast. <laughs> we'll be back for the newly announced season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race, now on MTV starting January 6th, because RuPaul does... did the insurrection. He... <laughs> I know, I was laughing at the date. He RuPaul does this and Megan every week. together. He does this every week, and honestly, someday he's gonna <laughs> actually go with the friend. Um, hello, <laughs> and welcome to another gag-worthy episode of the very the gag. We thought we got the gag last week. We did not let get the gag last week. Girl, my my gag reflex was pound and pound the alarm. Just pounded that gag reflex out of you. Today we'll talk about Canada's Drag Race, Canada versus the World. Episode 4, Comedy Queen. And this will hopefully be the last time we talk about the Versus the World franchise because they just announced yesterday that a proper international All-Stars is coming. What is the point then? The point is, presumably, it will get more than nine queens, six episodes and no budget. I mean, there's a budget. Where is it? It's not on screen. It's in Brooklyn's outfits. Yeah, that's her personal styling budget. Oh, well, fuck my life. Uh, This episode was, I don't know, honestly, I feel like I blacked out for most of it. Right? Like, after after the gag of the gag of the gag happens, I don't remember really anything else. Like, they were all kind of okay, and then nobody went home. Maybe... (sighs) I'm trying to think. Maybe my understanding of humor isn't what it's meant to be. I wasn't really like whoo hoo hoo entertained by this episode. I you weren't been. I should have been. I should have probably rolled on the floor laughing. Instead, I was just like, I guess this is what seasonal depression is. I mean, for starters, the person who I expected to give the best um to best set uh, sent herself home before they got to that portion of the episode. At least, you know, the runway was nice. I don't remember anything about the runway. I'm excited to relive it. <laughs> oh, Lordy Jesus Christ. This episode has just been completely erased from my mind. Well, we're still here. We're still queer. <coughs> we're still... Bitch, uh... I forgot there was a mini challenge until it popped up on the screen. We're still something. Anyway, we probably should talk about this episode. This yeah, might be one of the shorter sure ones. Uh-huh. First of all... Last week, Anita Wiglet was sent home. Honestly, we're okay with this. Rest in peace. She's not dead. To the franchise she is. And to us. But she's not dead. She just... Went to the farm up in heaven. Girl, maybe she can farm up some good clothes. I mean, she can raise all the animals that she can uh, make her fabrics from. But she can't raise the roof at a gig. <laughs> in the I'm South so Palace, I think in New Zealand, the roofs are usually pretty low. 
finally, a place for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Anita, we'll miss you. We won't remember you next episode, but we'll miss you this one. I will remember her. From from her original run on Down Under, but I will remember her. Even though I don't want to. And so on. I I can't stop this bitch from singing for four minutes. You can't, okay? Before we even started recording, she was already giving a rendition of uh, Chairs Believe. Yeah. Do you believe in life after Skankery? Turns out, no, we're both dead. Because life is Skankery. Skankery is life. I thought Shrek was love and Shrek was life. Maybe for you. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Shrek? Rawr. <laughs> anyway, we'll okay, start. Okay, so, uh, so the last couple episodes. First, you got thirsty <coughs> over <laughs> fucking Justin Trudeau for five minutes. Then you got thirsty over the fucking Brett Goreski. And, and now, now Shrek. Shrek. Honestly, probably the most attractive of these three men. Um, Come on. Shrek Shrek is a landowner. Shrek is a homeowner. We're against landlords here. No. Shrek is a landowner. Shrek Shrek is a homeowner. Shrek doesn't rent anything out. Okay, I want you to go to to roughly minute 9 and 45 seconds in this episode and then justify your attraction to Brad Goretzky after seeing this outfit. Maybe I like the, the village people version of the Joker. The shorts with the oversized suit jacket? He honestly looks like if Joker started sucking dick and cock and took better care of his skin. I think he disqualified himself from being a judge on his show um, with that outfit. Like, even the materials are so different because, Mama, the the shorts are satin. And even the shoes don't work with the rest of the look. Do you need a new prescription, babes? It's, um, Brad Goreski, if you're gone next season, we will know why. I mean, I can't even say you got nice legs. Those are chicken legs. Bitch, my arms are thicker than your legs. Oh, God, I'm fat. Well, now now we've done the part where we read your taste in men by reading the men you're into. Let's I continue mean, to the episode. I, I mean, if I only see him from above and he has a little bit of Chester, you know I'm a white man's bitch. I'll take this. When would you ever see him from above? You're short. When I'm in the sling, And the bottom. Duh. When I'm in the sling, duh. Like, hello? That's not how slings work. You won't see him from above. I will if it's slightly inclined. <laughs> it needs to be damn inclined for that. I it, needs ex- to hang, it needs to hang at like six feet high and be inclined. For all I know, he has a 14-inch python just hiding in there. So you know what? It's perfectly fine. No, he doesn't because that would have hung out of those shorts. I mean, there's... I can pretend there's an indentation. Why are we reading this man? <laughs> this poor man has never done anything to us. Well, he's not a poor man. He's a judge on a reality TV show and he's married to the creator of a, of a hit TV show from 20 years ago. He's fine. Oh, shit. I forgot he did create Will and Grace. They literally said that this episode. I just thought he was the writer for it for a moment, but he created it with Max Muchnick or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and isn't this the same guy who was on like a main season like a year or two ago as a guest judge as well for an acting challenge? I can't remember. He is so nondescript. 
he he really is, but I'm pretty sure he was on US for like season 13 or something. I'm just looking at him like, oh, Gary Gennetti. I was like, who the fuck Gary is Gary Generic. Who in the fuck is Gary Gennetti? Why are we now reading the guest judge? He's also never done anything to us. He also created Vicious. You know the British sitcom with uh, Sir Andrew McKellen? Uh, Ian McKellen, not Andrew McKellen. Where the fuck did Andrew come from? No. Anyway, he has created he has created two gay shows, and he has written for Family Guy. So Family Guy is not a good thing to have on your. He's also written for a. He's also written for a Beth Midler show. I mean, good Bet. for us. Um, Mama, what is this? Anyway, he's tried. Um. <laughs> I love how they have him on as, like, a comedy expert, and when you rewatch, like, Will and Grace now, it's like, oh, the jokes were not landing. No, the jokes were a product of their time, which means there were a lot of things that today would uh, have have people attack you on Twitter in droves. Every joke was just, stereotype! (laughs) Isn't it funny that this character is a stereotype? (laughs) Trans people. (laughs) Stereotypes. (laughs) For like, half, uh, for like half the show, the the joke was, this gay guy is effeminate. <laughs> well, the funniest part always had to be when Jack, uh, Jack, you couldn't even hear Jack, but dogs could. Mm. The high-pitched bitch. Although uh, my favorite was always going to be Karen and um, Rosario. Karen and Rosario are what make the show watchable. Rest in peace, Shelley Morrison. Mm. That was sad. Anyway. Enough about that. More about this. So yes, mini challenge. He he's he really is wearing the Joker colors, right? It's like I I'm telling you, if the Joker was Canadian, suck dick and cock, and use a little bit of facial cream, and boom. Wait, do you think the Joker does not suck dick and cock? I don't think the, no. The most famous Joker no I was don't. was previously most famous for taking dick on a diet of beans with no loop. No, I don't think Joker sucks dick and cock. And you want to know why? Because he's such a fucking selfish top that he probably just refuses. As selfish as he is, he doesn't suck dick and cock. He doesn't eat pussy either. He, oh, he's he one wants of those to guys be serviced. Who, who has a grinder page like, wait for me ass up. I will not suck you off. Yeah. Don't waste my he doesn't, time. He doesn't even want a finger in there. He is completely selfish and only thinks about his own pleasure. He doesn't care if the other person finishes. Joker does not suck dick and cock. I said it here and I said it now. Anyway. No, like, there's at least five people in the audience who are sexually attracted to the idea of the Joker now, right? I mean, aren't we all? Don't we all love clowns? Go speak for yourself. <laughs> you keep trying to universalize these statements that are very much about your Don't, don't you want to get honk honked in the bussy? Let's go. <laughs> no, I have never wanted to get honked honked in the bussy, but I guess that will be the title of this episode. You want to get honk honked in the bussy? <laughs> anyway, the mini challenge is Queenie Vids. Whoever came up with that name, shame on you. Uh, Queenie Vids, where they were basically. Why couldn't they just name. Like, if there's going to be little videos, why couldn't they just name it Tuck Tuck? Why couldn't they make a pun on Cameo? Like, Cantio. Huntio. Because it was clearly supposed to be like a cameo, like parody uh, challenge. Yeah. Huntio. Anything rather than this. Campio, because they're camp. 
See, and that's why I'm saying we need a proper season of this with a budget, because clearly they did not have money for Queenie writers. Queenie vids. Honestly, I'd divorce him. You can't wear those shorts and come up with Queenie vids, bitch. Pick your poison. Pick your struggle. Girl, you know he did not come up with Queenie vids. I know the struggle is real, but I don't need this. That's too real. Anyway, basically, the queens are going to get in quick drag and start recording little videos. In and Isis is literally just in the same uh, in the same drag she had when she came back for uh, season three. They had a top four episode where she came back and had a little talk with all the uh, top four. I'm, I've seen that outfit before. Bitch, I love the hair. It's all lovely. It's wonderful. She I mean, had like the whole Cruella de Vil fantasy. But she was also in for just... Oh, poor Isis. She was only just in it for the moment. The, you can tell that this specifically focused on free queens. The ones they mm-hmm. thought would actually bring the most humor. And it kind of, I mean, Silky Raja and uh, Victoria kind of did. Let's face yeah. it. Yeah. Victoria, when you give Victoria anything lesbian to play with, she'll. she'll yeah. Play Nobody plays with a lesbian as well as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows how to really hit a lesbian spot like yeah. another lesbian. That lesbianic connection is amazing. And after they're done, they will build a table together. Mm hmm. And, and write off on the table into the sunset. And write it off on their taxes. Because I believe and that... And write each other off on the table. Because it's a very sturdy table. Isn't Susie Orman a lesbian? I believe in ta- tax-handling lesbians. I, I believe in this many challenge was terrible and we never have to speak of it again. It wasn't bad. I think the, it, it was... <sighs> it had its funny spots. I think we just need to remove most mini mini challenges from Drag Race. No. Uh, I think, however... Which ones are really worth keeping? There's the reading challenge, there's puppets, and there's uh, the humping challenge, because it gives us moments with Georges. Which else need to stay? I didn't expect a follow-up question. Exactly. Drag Race mini challenges the are one, not The one good. where they butchered RuPaul's face, with the one where they were rolling around in makeup, the one where, I don't know, they set each other on fire, the what? one with corrosive poison, the one where they roasted Raven above an open Bitch, flame. Bitch, this is all the ways that you die in Bayonetta. No, there's no lava involved. There are ravens, though. Yeah, but I never died to a raven. You have died to lava. But lava isn't here. What if a floor is lava? The floor is not lava. The floor is ugly. It is, but you didn't have to say that. Poor I did. Floor. Hurt you, her feelings. You heard this floor. You heard me. Anyway, the winner of the mini challenge is Raja, and Raja gets to go and pick the order for the maxi challenge, which is a comedy show. Don't you just love it when the winner of the mini challenge just gets a... When what they win is just drama with the other queens. I mean, we're here for drama, mama. Imagine people are like, oh, I don't want to see drama. Well, bitch, if there wasn't any drama, what the fuck would we talk about? We would talk about the outfits and the drag. Oh, that's so boring. Everybody can go in on a fucking lookbook. We want the drama. You know, 40 40 minutes of each episode is just us talking about the runway, right? Yeah, but drama... Bitch, these girls didn't go to drama school. So? 
This is not RuPaul's best MBA in drama. I didn't go to race. I didn't go to school for math, and I still substituted in math lessons. What's your yes? And I'm point? very worried about the abilities of your students. Oh please! The way I embarrassed the entirety of the human race at least twice. Oh, I was just imagining you next to the blackboard, and you were like writing one plus one, and then instead of putting two after it, you're just singing the Beyonce song. <laughs> no. I, I, I went one, two, three. <laughs> I went completely. Okay, everyone, this is how you do a free sum. <laughs> why why have you why are why have you drawn the flowers in a chain? Oh, they're daisies. Mm. Bitch, is you crazy? They were churins. I embarrassed myself in front of churins. That was that was awful. But thankfully, I don't have to work with children anymore. Now, now I can embarrass myself in front of adults, and the adults will actually remember mm. and judge. Oh, they will judge you so hard. As long as I get paid, I'm okay with it. But here's the thing: all the adults who who will be sitting there, like, what life choices led him to this moment? They also then have to consider what life choices led me to the moment where I'm being taught by him. Excuse me, I'm a fabulous teacher. Because I'm camp. Is that really what we look for in teachers, though? Yes. I mean, it is what I do. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, do, do you want a boring-ass teacher or do you want a camp, flamboyant, fun teacher? If there's not a chance that my teacher will fall in a comical way in the middle of the lesson, I don't want it. And with you, I know there's a chance. Which one of us fell and crushed the table? With you, I know there's a chance because we share two brain cells. Which so one I know of us could fell and broke a table? Excuse me, the table is still here and it's still usable. Which one of us fell and broke a table? The real takeaway from this story should be that it did not break me. How long were your toes fucked up? That has nothing to do with falling. <laughs> How long were your toes fucked up? That has nothing to do with falling. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting in, at. In the words of Alicia Keys, you keep on falling on and on. <laughs> judge, judge, strike this from the record. It's irrelevant. Objection. Counsel is testifying. The witness is badgering the jackass. You know the witness can't badger anyone, right? <laughs> no. Do I look even to you? I'm a... Your Honor, the witness is testifying. I'm a jury and executioner, oh. <laughs> the witness is executing again. <laughs> Mommy's executing again. I'm Not scared. the witness is tampering. <laughs> oh, God. This is why we can't stop. This See, is, this why is we what happens to... when I record a podcast episode 10 minutes after waking up. <laughs> yeah. You I'm know, barely here makes... mentally, and I'm always barely here mentally, but today I'm especially barely here like, mentally. Girl, that doesn't make any difference. Anyway, they're preparing for the comedy challenge. I'm looking for the jokes. Did anyone see the jokes? I put out an Amber Alert for the jokes. Yeah, I got I got it to my phone, which is weird because we're multiple countries apart and they're supposed to be localized, but they were nowhere. I'm like, ooh, 
anybody anybody seen a joke? No, like they had the they had the essence of what humor is meant to be. It could very well be that I just don't find shit funny. I think Silky was onto something because Silky actually wanted to tell a story, and the the best stand up sets just tell a story. I'm like, okay. So I, I don't. I think Silky was the closest to really having yeah. something. Here. Fragmented one liners don't really do it for me. Like, mm-hmm. if if you're gonna make a punchline, make sure that it's actually. If you're gonna do a set comprised primarily of punchline after punchline after punchline after punchline, they have to be funny. I have seen enough comedians just do the punchline style of jokes where they literally tell in in a set they will tell like 20 jokes all of my punchlines but they tend to be good and these are trained seasoned comedians who are just able to bring out the jokes right out of there for for the people who aren't trained a story type is better because then we at least can you know pictures into it if you don't know how to deliver that really quick joke delivery yeah, also, like, if you do just want to do joke, 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 punchline, punchline, that's what roasts are for. This is not a roast. Yeah. And like Vanity Milan, roast and burned. Uh. Roast con pollo. <laughs> when, they, when they flashed back to her failure, and I was like, at least she looked gorgeous. Oh, she was stunning in that roast. Oh, that angel uh, look. Mm. She looked absolutely fabulous, and um, she just stood there. I'm just going to pretend that she just stood there. Just stand there, look pretty. You'll still be better than at least one or two people. Now we return to the workroom and the gag of the season happens. And that is that Isis Couture feels that that is not the right place for her to be anymore and that she should go home. Isis did what we call in the business an adore Delano. And by that I mean she put her own mental health first as God intended. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing more queens do this. We just saw a baby on UK do this as well. And if, like, this kind of reality TV show is extremely stressful, more than we could ever even imagine, more than anything we've done in our lives, under the best of circumstances. Oh, yeah. And then you add to it that you have producers who are actively trying to set you up and to break you at all times, even though they're, like, acting like your friends to you. And you have a fan base that is absolutely fucking terrible and racist and abusive and mean. And then you also add to it the added pressure for Isis here that she just won. Now she's back competing literally months later. Like, it is perfectly understandable how this might all be too much for her and she needs to get out of there. So, well done, Isis. I wonder if we alienate the fan base ourselves by just calling them all awful. We know you're not all awful, but a good vocal portion is awful. But it's also like if... Okay, we are also part of that fan base. If we talk about the fan oh, base as awful. a whole being awful, and you get personally offended, you are probably part of the problem. Oh, and we... we because you should understand we're not talking about all of you. However, we, us two, we're god-awful people. Oh, we are fucking vile. We're like, disgusting. Hon- honestly, we should be locked up somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever I fall on a table, I'm practically locked up for a week or two. I'm like... Go off, Geneva. Go the fuck off. No, but it's it it well here. Well, I obviously think that it's sad we're not going to get to see more of Isis looks and personality on this season. It's what's important is that she had put her own mental health and well being first. Yes, like 
of course, like fans being sad that they won't be seeing more of ISIS, that's completely understandable. We're only human. Mm-hmm. But it should not overshadow the fact that she did this for her own well-being and she had to put herself first. And I, she absolutely did the right thing here. And also, like, a year ago, she already gave us a full season that she won. Like, she has nothing. She has given so much already. I'm just wondering how she's going to pay for those lips now. Oh, I'm I don't she think she relied away. on winning this season for them. I've, I'm assuming she put them on layaway and hope for the best. She put them on Klana. <laughs> she paid the vans, but still hasn't <laughs> paid the twees or the three times. <laughs> and in the four times, the repo band will say, okay, I am finished, as he pulls out the filters. <gasps> oh my god, the this, this sequel to Repo the Genetic Opera Klarna, the genetic, uh, <laughs> the genetic repo man. It's um, just Paris Hilton and Sarah Brightman again, and uh, it would be fabulous. And Trixie, obviously. Yeah, Trixie would be in there. The the daughter of Klarna. Also, before we move on from uh, from Isis leaving, can we just talk about how supportive Raja and Silky were? Like oh, they are yeah. the two that like came like to fully support her and. Uh, I think they understand the pressures, especially when it comes to fandom and the likes, because I think together with Vanity, out of those three, they have gotten the most shit. So they understand at least that point. Also, they're just very supportive and nurturing people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that Um, that was lovely to see. It was lovely. I am very sorry that Isis has left, but I'm very glad she put herself first. Her, unfortunately, she's also left Twitter because the fandom has broken her. Uh-huh. Which she announced just a couple of days before this episode was out, but in hindsight makes a lot of sense. Like, it's... it was already understandable just from the general pressure, but, like, yeah. now seeing that she did that before this episode was out, like, okay, I understand. She did not want to deal with, like, the fallout of this episode specifically. The, uh, the, the fandom really has to learn how to be kind like yeah. you, I'm, I'm trying to imagine to f- what what vile things would people have even said to her. Like she did nothing deserving anything. Like I it was probably people get... making like fun of her looks or something. Which and why girl, would you no. do that? Like there's nothing to make fun of her looks for. Like it's, might... it's one thing to like poke fun at someone getting like a lot of fillers, but it's another to like go after them for their looks or something. Don't do that, bitch. Yeah, because we might go, out, we might poke fun at the fillers, but. She isn't ugly by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And she did it to look great here, in drag, and she and looks great thing. in drag. Here's the thing. Let's say she was ugly. Leave it alone. Mm-hmm. You, why? why? You know what? To the fandom, and you know who you are. If you don't do this, clearly it's not meant for you. Um, but the part of the fandom that really does go on the offensive and treat this like a life or death thing... I don't think touching grass is enough for you. I'm mm-hmm. going to need you to roll around in it at this point. Go to a pasture and just roll mm-hmm. like a log. My God. I, when, whenever I'm like, I don't see the... Whenever I'm thinking for a moment, I don't see all the all the awful stuff. Maybe the fan base has gotten better. You go under any, like, Queen's tweet, any official Drag Race tweet, any viral tweet about Drag Race, and people will just be mean about these queens, and they will tag them. Yeah. I've tagged Queen's twice. Once was when I did a coconuts joke, including Pandora box, which she found funny. I was like, Kim Petros this, Kim Petros that, don't forget the OG. And it was her going like, I got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Mm-hmm. 
And then in the other one was like Moni Exchange when I thought that her um, Snatch game was actually good and also deserved recognition. Mm-hmm. Twice. Yeah, like tag them if you have praise or if you have jokes that they can laugh along. If I have something negative to say about the queens, I didn't like their attitude, I didn't like the looks, I didn't like their performance, whatever. Bitch, I'm not gonna tag them. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine to talk about these things as long as they, as long as you're not coming after things that you shouldn't come yeah. after in the first place or saying anything. I, if I guess like, but you do not have to do it in a way that they will see it. it could be you like, do not oh, have to make I sure that like, they will see it. Yeah, it could be, oh, I didn't like this queen's attitude. I thought she was very dismissive. I uh-huh. didn't like this look. It didn't really do much for me i thought that what this queen said was actually very below the belt and it was i don't know childish behavior bitch i'm not gonna go tagging any queen Mm -hmm. stop doing that i know you want the attention but not all attention is good intent not all attention is good intention and not all intention has good intentions Mm -hmm. you need to stop stop coming for these queens they are people you see them behind the screen but bitch they are people and yet i know that your ass will be the one first in the line at the meet and greets at dracon and the like trying to get a picture if they uh-huh. only knew that it was you i swear to god if i was if i was one of these queens and i noticed that someone that a shit talk me was in my queue trying to get a photo i'd be like you better get the fuck out of here get your money back if you need to but i will not be taking a picture with you i will not be signing any autographs for you i have seen the things you said about me i want nothing to do with you mm-hmm. if i wasn't good enough in that moment which i'm not good enough for you in this moment leave you know what also really bothers me there's there's some really big like drag race fan accounts on twitter now a lot of and pretty much anything they tweet they know will go viral they know a bunch of queens will see because a bunch of queens also follow them you can say Sidera side that's one of the accounts they're also always tweeting like dismissive and mean things about some queens. Like there was, I forgot which season it was. There was one season where they were down to a top four and they just tweeted, I'm rooting for these queens. And was, it was exactly three of them. And at that point, you're not saying who you're rooting for. You're saying who you're not rooting for. And that's just rude. And from one of those accounts where everything they post automatically goes viral. Imagine being the queen excluded from that and seeing that. I'm just tired. I'm like just all of tired. these big drag race accounts, they're just acting like little bitches all the time. We're not perfect people. And Lord knows we've done, we've said things that are really not the best. Mm. Oh, but, absolutely. But, but we never we made could... sure they would be seen by the people yeah, we we're can... talking about. Like if someone stumbles upon that, That's that will be thing. unfortunate, but it was not our intention. Yeah, if, it was not if foreseeable. If you're Aquaria, tweet. Oh my God, Twitter searching for her own damn name. When she went off on a person who had like one like on a tweet where he didn't even tag her, where he just saw he said he didn't like her YouTube video. When she went off on that, but y'all, y'all bitches need to stop, honestly. And I'm, thank you for gracing us with your presence, Isis, and. Whether you're off Twitter, on Twitter, please take care of yourself. Yeah, Isis, you're spectacular. Um, it's a and shame you know seeing what, you go, but it was the right decision. You know you. what, Isis? I'm going to start watching your season. You've said this for like four weeks. And I'm this so excited time, to see your reactions when you do. And this time, I'm actually going to do it. Live tweet it, bitch. I want to see it. Oh, God, I have to live tweet it. Well, uh-huh. here we go. Uh... Anyway, you can tweet right now that you're committing to starting watching. <laughs> no. Anyway, Isis has left the building. I, I Isis under- has left the library. Isis yeah. has been saved. Oh my god, I love that episode. I understand Victoria's reaction was like, I hope she doesn't regret this, but I think at if you're at that point, because you know what's at stake, if you come to the point where you actually leave this, you have no regrets. 
She's already won. Like, you what, what more is there for her to reach? Like, winning Canada's Drag Race versus the world won't be seen as a higher victory than winning the entire damn first season, too. Yeah. I, I honestly, um, there was no regret. She also Sil- got halfway through the season and was one of the front runners. Like, she'll be fine. Yeah. As Silky said, there are no regrets. Like, you come here, you've shown your good work, and you've shown exactly why you won. Now, you've shown that you are a person that puts their mental health first and places great importance on it. And like she said, it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. So, and now use some of those winning to winnings to get a no regards tattoo. <laughs> Congratulations, Isis. You are the true winner. Isis, we love you. Now it's time for the comedy. First of all, Brooklyn looks so good in this. Oh, Brooklyn... Every week, week after week, Brooklyn provides the best look of the runway, and she's not even part of it. <laughs> I, oh, the thing is, her hair—it just legitimately looks like it's her hair every week, despite being so big and dragified. It just looks like it's actually her hair. I can't tell where the line is. I can't tell where the hairline is. I can't tell where the wig line is. That's insane. Like even with Raja, I can see the tape. It just looks like it's growing out of her head. Girl, that's her own hair. Mm-hmm. I know what Jeez. this is my hair. Jesus Christ. Her makeup artist? Nobel Prize. <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize. Like, all the prizes. I want her to get a Nobel Prize Physics in, as medis- well. in yeah. medicine, too. Because mm. honestly, that cured me. <laughs> the Nobel Prize in medicine is for Isis's dermatologist. I was going to say something, but that would actually be mean. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not going to. Instead, I'm going to say, Isis, you're... Be-. And it wasn't even about Isis, to be honest. Um, but Isis, you're beautiful. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. Isis is one of possibly the only queen I actually do remember from, like, the season two promos and shit. Because of her face. Mm-hmm. Because of the face makeup and the way she paints her face. Um, that's how I remembered Isis. So, I've always been a fan of Isis's face. The very pointed tone cast says, remember Isis? For Isis. For Isis. Let's not put that in the title. <laughs> For Isis! <laughs> a celebration of Isis. I'm really tapping into my Turkish roots, huh? Um, <laughs> God. Anyway, Comedy. I'm sorry, I didn't laugh. Yeah, do we even need to go through these one by one? I don't think anyone was really great. Nobody was like terrible, terrible, but nobody yeah. was great. Silky had some good moments. Um, so when she yeah. threw the spices and they just cracked open on the floor. Did you Did you see the edit where someone's like Drag Race is wild and it was her the spices hitting the floor and but then it exploded. Oh my god, no, I did not see it. I saw the tweet, but I've thought about just the clip from the show. No, it exploded it at the end. It. it exploded. Oh my god. I I think they all they all look great, but this isn't about the looks. Yeah, because Raja looks amazing once again. Um, yeah, and hell, even um, Rita Baga <clears throat> looks great in that in this getup. How do you make purple work for you in so many different situations for so long? Like like actually, anyone else who was doing purple this much, we'd be so tired of it. Victoria coming out in with tomatoes on her shoulders, you know, <laughs> just <that> why. Was... <laughs> No, I get why, but like, damn. Yeah, like throwing tomatoes. <gasps> uh, 
You know what she reminds me of? Um, that new Pokemon. I know, Scovillain. Yeah. She's Scovillain. Except both redheads. She should have had a mm-hmm. green tomato. Imagine. It would have given she proper She should have a white green tomato. She also had a decent, decent joke. With I, I would have joke. loved if one tomato had tomato on it, the other one had tomato. Um, but they're both spelled the same. Well, no, phonetically. <laughs> they're just pronounced phonetically. <laughs> you know phonetics, you bitch? <laughs> no, I'm hooked on phonics. <laughs> oh, I was going to say something, but never mind. <laughs> I corrected your spelling on Twitter last night. Stop. The Eiffel Tower. I am gay. I don't need to spell when I'm trying to get double teamed. Anyway. Yeah, the jokes were... I Silky was giving me Monique down in terms of looks. It was giving me Def Jam comedy of the 90s, early, early noughties. You got, I got to love it. But they weren't boring. I just... I just wouldn't laugh. It, and here's the thing. It, this very well was because of me. Because I need antidepressants for all I know. And I'm always here for blaming you for the mistakes of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's all your fault. I'll take that. Why did you send Isis home? She knows what she did. Oh. <laughs> we already had Isis and a bombing in the same episode. Let's not... Maybe if she didn't worn that ugly ass outfit last time, she wouldn't have been sent home. Excuse me, even you said you came around on parts of it. Yeah, the face. That's part of the outfit. No, that's just the face. Yes, the face is part of the outfit. No, she could take that off and she'd still have the face. (laughs) Anyway. Runway. Plaid Girls Club. Which sounds boring, but actually has some good looks in it. Did I mean didn't they did they do plaid in uh, Oh yeah we've seen this UK? Before. There was they definitely a plaid UK runway season. Before. Yeah, they've done this in UK season three, haven't they? And even on runways that weren't explicitly plaid themed, we've had great plaid looks before, like um Carmen Favala's makeover um Sherlock Holmes look. Oh, and that one thing Rose did. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what. Anyway, starting up with Raja I O'Hara. I really like Rose and I can't remember pretty much anything she has done. Rose I really like her. I've seen her live. I can barely remember what she did on the season. I think that's more down to just how many Drag Race seasons there are, though. R- Rosie was there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Raja O'Hara looking like Lee Bowery, a Lee Bowery inspiration. Mm-hmm. Which is not something we've seen from Raja before, and it works. It works so well for her, and I love the body language she has with this. Like, mm-hmm. where in the world is Raja O'Hara? And the colors, the yellow with like the mods go together like so well. It's giving pa- it's giving pink and yellow ranger. And mm-hmm. I kind of love it. Like, it's a very fashionable outfit for her. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing I'd really like if maybe um, around the eye, uh, the eye holes, if they had been a little, either a little better hemming, because it looked a bit uneven, or maybe some slight rhinestoning to really, you know, add a, here they are, the pop. Or some cock rings. Oh, yeah. But what if she had, like, a proper cock ring? Mm-hmm. Like, eye? one around each eye, and they, they can be, like, the seal around the uh, where the outfit and her face meets. Yeah. Coggles. Cock ring goggles. 
We will never talk of this again. We will talk about this many times. No. Next. Vanity Milan. Okay. Giving us a glu- clueless fantasy. Stacy Dash people. Stacy Dash people. This is so stupid. I love this. This is so stupid. And <laughs> I really find it funny that she chose Stacy Dash's character considering it's, well, Stacy fucking Dash. Um, she looks so good in this. I'm loving the really exaggerated uh, shoulder pads. When doesn't she look great? She looks amazing. I'm really she knows she... her body. She knows silhouettes. She knows patterns. Like she, she brings something else every time. She doesn't have like just one look, and it always works. I really wish Alicia Silverstone had been the judge for this. Oh my god! Imagine her reaction at seeing this. She die. Mm-hmm. This is. It's actually a very like it's simple. It's almost a one one to one replica. Uh, but then you from, have those exaggerations and just yeah. the, the crazy color choice. and mm-hmm. So, like, she does a good job with making us sure that we absolutely get the reference, but that we see her drag spin on it. Uh-huh. So, you know, and her is, entire lunch, as she said. Yeah, this is a beautiful look on her. Mm-hmm. Like, she does a good job with this. It's very... She, always, she also has, like, one of the... Pre- together with Raja, legitimately, she has one of the best confessional looks. Oh, yeah. Like, that outfit she wears is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But this is also very beautiful to see. So, good on you, Miss Vanity. Next up, Rita. Rita Baga. I do not dislike this, actually. I, I was going to come in and say, I actually really like this. It's fun. It's stupid. It's over the top. Yeah, it fits the it's, category. It's a, It fits her. The More, way she presents it actually makes sense. Yeah, it fits her well. The... I thought the bow was going to be annoying because it covers her neck, but you can still see that she has one because of her chin. Um, the color choice is great. The shoes work well with it. The way she presents it looks nice. It's honestly giving me very, like, Parisian MILF. Yeah, it's just very, very fun. This is this is the kind of look that really works for her, and I feel like yeah. she's she's had a few missteps where she's either done, like, a serious look and then presented in a weirdly campy way or when it kind of felt like it was trying to be a middle ground but like no this was camp this was funny and it was still kind of pretty as well like this was good honestly i absolutely like this look like for, yeah i can ab- i can honestly say that this look works for me it's it's simple yet it's v- works well with her mm-hmm. and i like that oh but bitch we're about to get to a look that really works Oh, bitch. Uh, Victoria Scone looking fucking amazing. This is the look of the runway. It's giving me a little bit um, Willow Pill, you know, in the finale where she had an oversized suit. Oh, my God, yes. You know what it's also giving? Um, Bob in that uh, child runway. Oh, yeah. With the massive pearls. (laughs) This is, first of all, her hair and face. 10 out of 10. No notes. This is like a David Bowie fantasy. Finally... They have the correct Miranda Priestley fantasy. Mm. Finally, they are the editor-in-chief of Cunt or whatever the fuck the magazine was called. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it just works. It's so it's so pretty. It's so stupid. It's still fashion. Like, every, butt- every aspect works so well. Even There's the nothing out of plaid. place. There's... The earrings are plaid shirt buttons. I'm going to scream. Like, there's, there's nothing wrong with that look. That is absolutely the it look fits, of the runway. It fits her body perfectly. It looks wonderful. The The selection of colors is very soft and mm-hmm. easy on the eyes, the inner Even the way she presents it with all that, like, 80s drama. 
Oh yeah, this is Dynasty Down, Mama. I am very fond of this look. I think it's actually one of the most beautiful looks she's worn on the Drag Race runways. I mean, if I'm thinking this season, probably her best look. Hell, hell, if I'm thinking the UK season, same. Because it's not I like mean, the UK season, of... she had to present like three looks. If... Yeah. <laughs> so this looks very good. Uh-huh. She looks amazing in it. And the cut and everything is beautiful. Next up, Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Girl, I never thought I'd see Silky in this. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I love it. Um, I love um... this MC chick uh, fantasy she's got going on because the entire look is so different for her from what she usually wears in terms of like rocker glam. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, I see that. Like, I like the look. It's just the. It's my least favorite of the runway, only because I really liked everyone else's. The ponytail is so slaying it for me. The ponytail like, is great. My but God. I, like, it's a good look. I just think everyone else on this runway brought a great this, to incredible look. This one has the least amount of plaid for me in terms of easy, easily recognizable plaid. But that's only because she sparkled it up so much. It looks more like metallic. Oh, it does. Yeah. It's also only on one article of clothing rather than something that pulls through. Yeah, she has it on, like, the um, her top and a little bit, like, in a... On the helmet, sc- I think, as well. Scarf moment. Yeah, and a little bit on the helmet. It, it looks good on her. I'm, I am actually love this mm-hmm. look on her. Like, yeah, like I, think it, I think the fit is gorgeous. She could absolutely pull up to the club looking like this. So, yeah, yeah, it looks good, but it also just looks like something would wear, like, out on town. And I'm okay like, with that. It's not that. giving, like, runway, like, drama, extra, like... What all the others did. I, I honestly, I'm fully okay with that because this looks so good. I mean, it would be great for a meet and greet. Oh yeah, like Sil- Silky is serving it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. She looks great. There was literally no miss on this runway. Yeah, everyone did. Not a fu- We only like, have five girls left. I wonder if we. I wonder if when Isis feels better. If Isis will post up on her Instagram what she'd wear for this. I was just thinking I'd love to see what she meant to wear here. Because this this category feels so Isis. This is giving me Isis down. On her original season, she did that one look that could have walked this runway already. Like, hmm. Honestly, she... She, I'm sure she would have slayed this. I mean, Um, she loves fucking Westwood and stuff. And that's like all about patterns like this. So... I was like, I'm sorry. First of all, this is the funniest looking lineup of the Spice Girls I've ever seen. Oh. Um, second, literally nobody failed this yeah. runway. Every single person. Not a idea. single Oh my person. god, I just noticed Raja's little dog. Yeah, in the back. <gasps> she had it on her arm while she was presenting. I was so distracted by everything else. I didn't even notice. This is what a good runway it's and it not really every... makes up for the just okay challenge yeah, but even the challenge every... nobody was terrible like in this episode nobody deserved to go home yeah in like it's not always that we have a runway in which every look is actually a hit at varying degrees but a hit mm-hmm. like there was no miss nobody really missed in this runway i think they all looked so good my favorite will have to be um, Victoria's. Yeah, that's the winner of the night. 
followed by Raja and Vanity. I'm going to be very controversial. And put Silky next? No. Rita? <gasps> I mean, Rita is also really good. Like, there, Rita is, like, kind of in the same field as Vanity for me. Like, it, There's just something about that look and the color and the way she wears it that it's just... It's the character she brings with it. It's the whole character. The, I, you could see Jennifer Coolidge wearing this. Like, I, I can totally see Victoria and Rita playing plaid lesbians in White Lotus. Oh my god, make that happen. Season 3, White Lotus Canada. Uh, <laughs> like, the least tropical of all of their results. Emphasis on the white. Um, <laughs> honestly, they all look great. They all looked fab. Not a single miss among them. I am so happy to see this. When it comes to the comedy, it really can't just be chalked down to me maybe not getting the jokes or me maybe being humorless. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure being a rotten skank. Yeah, some people who are the people who are not rotten skanks, they might just as well uh, find this really funny. And I will not criticize or I will not say anything because humor is subjective. Mm-hmm. And just because I personally didn't guffaw doesn't mean that someone else did. A joke can be terrible, but you can still laugh, and that's okay. Yeah, like our jokes are terrible, and I know some people are laughing. In the words of my Add boyfriend, us, not with us, but yeah. in the words of my boyfriend, it's not, uh, it's not funny, but it makes me laugh. That should be the tagline of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to RuPaul's Drag Show. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I understand. Like, even if it wasn't, make him watch Canada with you. Even if it wasn't a case of um, no, somebody would go home like ISIS stayed, mm-hmm. I think it would have. I think honestly, this would have been one of those times where I would have liked to see a full save. Yep. Simply because I don't think anybody did awful. This is an episode where nobody deserves to go home. Yeah. And well, nobody does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that in the little things, I I fully believe that had if Silky had the choice. If Silky had the option, if Silky was the one choosing, she would have saved Rasha. Because I think, I think so she knows, like, Vanity in all respects, sh- she knows what Rasha can do. That's her two-season sister. Yeah, they, they have literally done two entire seasons together. Like, they were in the finale once, and the other season, like, she went a bit home earlier. But, like, yeah, they like, reunited and two seasons. They've Mama been on, like, tours and stuff so together. Like, they, they've known each other for so long. Like, I think they're, that they're probably friends outside do. of this. They're... They, yeah, she just she just met Vanity. Yeah, she mm-hmm. she would absolutely save the shit out of it. Victoria, and it's also you never like know. based based on just like what they've done so far this season. Like Raja is probably the number one front runner. Yeah, Victoria would have saved Vanity simply because United United Nations, United Kingdom, United United in spirit and soul. Mm-hmm. But it's time for the lip sync for a song that I have never heard in my life. That I can't. Your daddy don't know by Toronto. I mean, it's something something Canadiana. Yeah, and yeah, Victoria took this one home, mm-hmm. and she's going to Iceland, like right honest... next door to where she's from. <laughs> like, I think <sighs> Silky here was giving her season eleven lip sync with final lip sync, which was a mess. 
Silke was kind of just doing a lot of things. Yeah. So it. Meanwhile, Victoria just did what needed to be done, and now she's gonna be a lesbian in Iceland. Uh-huh. I mean, she would be a lesbian wherever she goes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. as we found out, nobody goes home. Which I mean, we could have all predicted because yeah. else this would have thrown off the entire could season, you, especially so you... close to the end. Uh. Uh-uh. But like, could you imagine? I if mean, they'd they, actually sent a bitch home. They could have sent someone here home and then next episode just said, this episode, nobody's going home. I mean, we've had plenty of seasons where it got down to a top four and then they were like, and this time we're sending nobody home and there's a top four in the finale. I'm a little worried about the next challenge because I can't figure out if it's um, acting or a music challenge. I have not actually watched a preview for this one. But, oh, no, it's um, an acting challenge. Sis. They're literally in front of a green screen. Okay, but... Now I'm just remembering um, Raja's Purple Panther. Oh, yeah. And, wait, are they doing like a horror movie thing? No, Spy Queens. Yeah, it's an yeah. acting challenge. So. I'm, just re- I'm sorry. I'm just remembering Raja's Purple Panther. Um... And, um... <laughs> and Plastique as that one-armed nail, nail tech. Oh, Plastique. Plastic needs to be on, a, on an all-star season. That's something that needs to happen. Plastic TR is one of the most beautiful queens i've ever laid my god in and out of drag it is wild it is like just just like an unrivaled beauty even even rock the walls like she's not doing anything i love how like everybody looks fierce spyish um vanity is giving me missy elliott from the 90s uh listen the best spies are the ones that you can't immediately identify as a spy looking at them Raja and um, Silky, they're giving TLC. Um, Victoria is just giving. And Rita Baga is giving Dorothy Spornak. Isn't she kind of always, though? <laughs> like, we, I think we've referenced Dorothy at least three Actually, times. Actually, fuck so that. It's not even giving that. The hair is so short. It's giving Maud. And then there's Maud. And then there were Maud. Meanwhile, it says maid um, on the seat Melchor uh, Tracy sets also. And then there's maid. (laughs) And then there's... Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next episode. This one was... If you look away from um, Isis, Miss Miss Isis going home, again, sad, but she did what had to be done. There Mm -hmm. wasn't really a lot of other things in this episode. The comedy was... This is not what we meant when we said Isis needs to be defeated. Yeah. Do, do you f- do you think Kendall is at home like the evil has been defeated? <laughs> at this point, it's not even Canada versus the world anymore. It's UK and the US versus Canada. It's some international bitches versus Rita Baga. Yeah, which her she herself is every woman. It's all in her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this was this was just an episode with a beautiful runway. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm going to see it. It was an episode with a beautiful ruin. There wasn't much else to say. I, I I will say that the queens, and as you mentioned before, the level of support from the queens towards Isis was also very beautiful to see. Yeah. I feel like you support your sisters. And they that's exactly what they did. They were like, look, you don't owe anybody a goddamn thing. You have already shown what you're made of. Take care of yourself. And she did. Mm-hmm. She did so, what needed to be done. Isis, sweetie, I hope you come back for the finale. 
I'm ho- I'm hoping to God she'll at least return for the finale, like the finale episode, you know, when they all just meet up, all of the I mean, eliminated queens yeah. and shit. It would be nice, but I can understand why she might not want to. Yeah. Because you, you know there would be people online calling her, like, hypocritical, even though it's not at all that. No, like, but, one little appearance where you don't mm-hmm. have to technically compete anymore. Yeah, just like where you're all compared... sitting on the couch. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's nothing compared to four more episodes, four or five more I episodes. I wish you spent the money to make a fucking reunion for these seasons, because what is the point of these six-episode mini-seasons? I'm just very, very happy to see a good episode. I'm very, very happy that in three weeks we'll be moving on to uh, season 15, which will have like 16 million episodes instead of six episodes. <laughs> yes. So we'll be booked, busy, and blessed. Yes, we will be. Anyway, that was it for this episode of the Very Point and Tone cast. Thank you so much for listening to us. And remember to treat other people with kindness and treat the queens of this competition with kindness. And I don't know, you already said everything. Uh, Remember to brush your teeth. Remember the Alamo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye, bitch. Remember, remember the something from December. Bye. (laughs) Bye, bitch. (laughs) Bye, bitches. Next week, bye. (laughs) 